<laughs> Did she sing good? Yeah, she sang so good that she said she was deaf on one. No, because you know deaf people talk. Yeah, I, I know. They, it's, no, it's fine. We're all yeah, thinking yeah. it. You're they're all a little, thinking. they're a little tone deaf. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're missing, a little everything deaf, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> they're missing the uh, what is it? The G chord behind their voice usually when they're. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna imitate it. I'm not going to imitate it. You all know. It's like talking with a sinus infection. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Exactly like that. So. I'm Jiminy Glick, and you're listening to the Off the Wall Podcast number nine. Hello, everybody, and welcome out to the Off the Wall Podcast. I'm Jody Gennaro. Co-hosting is Steve Uribe. Hey, what's up, everybody? And this week we have guest Aiden Steenblick. Hey. Hey, Aiden. Um, I listened to the podcast just yesterday, the last week's one. Yeah. And um, it had the sketch on that we did. I, that's one of my favorite of all times. I just want to let you know that. It was pretty fun. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. For a minute I thought this is going a little too long. But then, but then it, it, I think that's what added to the funny was that it was, that it was so long. And then, and then the ending is just outrageously funny. We've changed our editing techniques to make things a little tighter. And you're right, compared to uh, those sketches we've been doing, which is basically taking out all the pauses and, Kind of a more modern approach. Yeah. That one does feel like a lazy walk in the park. Yeah. But there are some very funny moments. Really good it. payoff. Really good payoff. It's about the journey. It is about the journey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So this week we have we have more sketches uh, that are going to be great. Yeah. We have a an end to Joe's mustache. Yeah, Joe's mustache is gone, if you guys haven't seen him. Uh, so coming soon, probably, to the forum. How, how quick will you have the... Uh, the journey through Joe's mustache. You know, I'm not sure who's setting that up. Uh, maybe Goodman is setting that up. Is Goodman doing He's it? kind of a... He, he does good things with audiovisual. He's a Mac guy, yeah. and they're all creative. Goodman, and, you need to take point on that. We need to have it. But I have all the pictures, so they should be up soon. That's going to be great. We, we also have a... Are we going to talk about theory? I, I think we are. There's a question from the suggestion box Okay. that, that I think is going to prompt some theory. Just like last week, we talked about some games. I can't remember exactly the question that he asked, but I know it's going to spark some theory. Yeah, I have it in a. We'll it's in my in. bag, and it's just like a bomb. That's yeah, ready, ready to, to go, go off. off. Yeah. No, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, also, we're gonna get into some uh, suggestions from the suggestion box. I, I think Louis Anderson might be stopping by, so I can smell him. <laughs> we had two shows this weekend. The first show was the Friday show. You guys were both in that, right? No, yeah, was, I watched it. Oh, you watched? Oh, you it? weren't in it, were yeah. you? You just watched. I did yeah. see you in it. I thought I thought you were there. It was a funny show. Made me laugh. Who played? So it was Calvin Goodman, Joe, Kyle Benson was up there. Yeah, wasn't yeah it? Kyle was there. Yeah. New Frio. Who I think that's there? it. I think there was. I know Goodman was Andrew. There. Andrew. Andrew. Was yeah, Andrew. Andrew. He hasn't played very much, but he played both shows this weekend. Nice. And. uh he played interrogation. And that went over really well. Him and Josh Goodman. Mm. No, Goodman was on the other team. Oh yeah, they split, wow! Split they them split them up. up, huh? Yeah. All right. So, uh, give us some highlights from that show, then, from uh, actor standpoint, Joe, and from audience member Aiden. I think Caruso went over really well. The, we worked out the tech issue, hmm. and that went over. That went over very well. Yeah, that's what I I really remember Caruso. I mean, it's a new game, so a lot mm-hmm. of people really remember it. Oh, we played freeze tag, and uh, I made 
I was catching Calvin as a fish on a fishing line. Oh, that must that have was been funny. funny. He plays a great fish. He's good at physical animals. You caught the fish, you pulled it up, you gutted it, without even knocking it out, you gutted it, and after you gutted it, oh, it's too small, and threw it back. <laughs> <laughs> so I put him out, and Chumming. he floated back out, and I poked him back with a stick. Chumming. That's good. That's real good. Which It's usually kind of sucks when you die in a scene in improv, but Calvin, knows, dead fish. Yeah, Calvin yeah. knows how to work it. I'm was afraid he still to- well, he he floated when Joe threw him back. He was floating across the stage. What? So, it was great. Not not magic. Oh, oh, he had a the illusion of fear. Theolo- I'm hesitant oh, okay. to kill people in scenes, but in freeze tag I do because I know the scene's gonna last thirty seconds. Yeah. So yeah. it's not really yeah. it's not really a bad move, I guess. You were a cow once in freeze tag, and we killed you. Oh yeah, I was dead in every scene. There, <laughs> I was getting milked. And someone killed me, and then said, "Quick, milk it." Yeah, that was me. Because because the debacle was. Do we do we kill you or do we milk you? Ah, <laughs> so we killed you then milked you. You know, I've always found that any time that yeah yeah you bring up killing or murdering somebody, there's always that first initial pause after you say the line where you, you rethink what you just said and you think about ways to to change it from just like oh I better kill you or take you on a date, huh? Because <laughs> if I kill you, I'm here alone. So. Yeah, because we're always about... We, we, on one hand, we have raising stakes. You can't killing, raise any higher than yeah, killing. You can't, yeah, killing or marrying. And then that goes with the other, you know, one of the prime directives. It's that uh, don't kill people on stage. Yeah, yeah. So those are in direct opposition to, to one another. I really like when you pull guns on each other. To me, it's very hard to be awkward in a scene if you're if you're being the characters. But whenever you pull guns on each other, I always feel like that's that's when it gets the most awkward. Like I got a gun on you, oh, you got a gun on me. Well, we're just gonna stay in here for a while because if one of us pulls the trigger, it's all over. Okay. So- My vote for most awkward is when two guys hold each other, and like there's a moment where you you may kiss or a kiss is called for, and you're like, <laughs> I hope. I hope he doesn't go. I hope this doesn't happen. <laughs> I really like it not to happen. Have yeah. you ever been kissed on stage, Joe, by a guy? Uh, I've been kissed on the head a lot. Not on the mouth. But people have kissed my head a lot. Like, that's something to do on stage. You? No. I think I have. I know Adam has. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, Adam's been kissed. That's a safe No, he, he's the kisser, usually. Oh, okay. Because he's not afraid. I, I, it hasn't happened off the wall in a long time. And I, I think that's just because uh, I don't necessarily think it's funny as it is the just the shock value. Yeah, it's a card to pull. Yeah, it's just a card. I think, I think the teasing with it is, is way more, more funny. funny. Yeah. Yeah, I played a scene before where we were, we were coming to kiss, and then the, the, he called it because it just got more and more outrageous from the crowd, like, awing up to it. Yeah, because they'll cheer for it, and you know as soon as it'll happen, it'll they'll get, probably get an objection. Yeah, they'll be mad. They'll mm. be real mad. The uh, new Frio Calvin Andrew scene ended on a, a really good understudy. Mm. There was a killing of uh, moms with machetes, and that worked really well. Oh, okay, all right. They killed their own moms. Kyle stepped in to be the mom. Oh, in that yeah. scene. They butchered her. Yeah. My favorite part was I think in the middle scene, um, they cut his Achilles tendon, and he was like <laughs> stepping around the stage with with a cut Achilles tendon, and it looked really funny. Oh, that's funny. That was good. We we played Bad Advice, and uh, Cobb brought out a new character. He's a British British villain. Who else was on there? Josh Goodman. Yeah, right? Goodman was his his uh, medium. Oh yeah, he could he could uh, communicate yeah, talk, with yeah. the dead. Yep, I love that, that went character. over really well. That's a well. great character. That was great. Do you have a relative recently passed? 
This one night he did at Salt Rock, and he got a question about bags, about what kind of handbag the lady should buy. Yeah. And he asked her if her handbag had recently passed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Kyle. Kyle's character was a, the British villain, and he threatened to pluck Caleb's eyeballs out and put him in his pocket and let him count his change. Oh, wow. They got a good reaction. It sure did. All right. Uh, Saturday was the Salt Rock show. Basically the same lineup. Aiden, you were in there. Liz Corona was in there. Minus Calvin. Minus Josh Goodman. Josh Newfield played and Caleb emceed. Highlights of that would probably be uh, uh, Caruso again. Mm -hmm. That was real fun. Uh, I've been digging playing with Liz and I asked to be on her team. And we played a first date. That went over. Yeah, that was. I think that went over really well. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. It's one of the few times I had an accent in a in a scene. Yeah, I noticed that. That was funny. And we played the between the lines again with the cell phones. Oh yeah, that's definitely it's a hard. highlight. It's hard. It's so hard. It is really hard because you have to cipher through text. Yeah. Pay attention to the the guy in the middle. I've I've played it once, being the middleman, who can justify everything, and then the person with the phone, and having the phone difficult to listen to the person justifying because you're, you're going through these text messages. Well, I'm trying to find a text that applies to what you're saying because you don't want to just read off the random text. Yeah, yeah. I had to justify no Friday night and half the time I just wanted to go, what? Yeah. You're yeah. crazy. Yeah. And you're not allowed to do that no, either. You can't do that. You can, but then we'll call you Jake Plumley. Yeah, you're not. not <laughs> t- touch screen cell phones. Oh, yeah. Aiden too. had a touch screen. Where I dropped the cell phone I was using. It's good that we got a big plush rug. Yeah, rug right there. It would have been nice to break it, though. Just, just Only for the purpose of, like, well, you know, you run that risk when you give it <laughs> your phone. <laughs> a few weeks ago after the show, we all went out to Village Inn, and uh, Alex Butler, um, the waitress, came to refill his water, and his phone was sitting on the table. And she dumped water all over his phone. Oh, no. <laughs> she just stood there like, really? Ah. Did they, any conversation? Or I, don't, I don't think so. No, the phone is fine, so I don't know if there would have been any. If it was like, oh, the phone's bad. Uh, you guys owe me. Need at, a refill? At least ten dinners. <laughs> uh, other highlights from the Saturday show. You guys played a Newlywed game I thought was really good. Thanks. Everybody's character was real decent. I got a question, right? That never happens. No, never. When it does, it's it's magical, and that was a magical moment when it was right. Well, because because the person says like, for this one it was banana, it was banana. and the person says banana, and the whole crowd says, "I know one of those papers says banana." Yeah, we all we all would run. I was wondering myself. I sat up in the crowd. Oh, okay. So I, I sat there, and she said the banana. I thought, oh my gosh, if it's hers, this could be this. Could this be. is gonna be awesome because <laughs> Kim Jong Il is gonna love that he got it. So, and then banana. <laughs> <laughs> It was really good. Then, then that was it on the Saturday show. I have a quick anecdote about Saturday. Afterwards, we went. We're, you know, we we're talking about doing karaoke. Yeah. Well, we decided to go to Roxy's afterwards mm-hmm. <laughs> and do that. This this lady sings this song and she sings it. And then over afterwards, she makes everyone clap and she goes up to us and she goes, "I'm deaf." I sang that song. And she turned around and I I yelled at her. I go, Are "You really deaf?" She didn't turn around. <laughs> and I said, well, that was the test. <laughs> so, yeah, she didn't turn around. Either she's really good at pretending she's deaf or that she's really deaf. Also, uh, Andrew I, sang uh, Baton Rouge by Garth Brooks. Oh, he yeah. totally killed it. Up. They asked him to come back. Yeah, there's, a, there's a Roxy's Idol that I think he's going to be a part of. Really? Yeah, nobody wanted to, to go up after him. Wow. Yeah, it was a hard act to follow. Yeah, he's a good singer. He's a real good singer. 
I'd like to just take this second and apologize to all the deaf people listening. Oh, oh serious? Come on. They can't hear us. Oh, they can't? No. Unless I got a TTYY. Is that what is a TTYY? Or I think it's something like that. TDDY, something like that. I, I've actually had to use that once at a yeah. uh, telemarketing yeah. job. Call the person and it said, uh, your call, or no, they, they called us and the call said, hi, I'm a TTY operator. I said, okay, what do I do? <laughs> I had no idea. What do I, what's going on? She's like, oh, you just need to talk and I'll type it out to him. And she didn't give me any more direction than that, but I, I talked like I was reading off a computer screen with like a 42 font. Yeah. Like, Hi, ma'am. I'm, are you keeping up? Are you, is it, am I talking too fast? And then by the end of it, I started talking too fast because I got comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, it, but the only weird part about it was, the operator kept saying she said after like, yeah, she said that. And it almost made me laugh halfway through, but I held it together. You should have to type LOL. <laughs> well, cause like, <laughs> yeah, of course she said that. I get that operator. LMAO. <laughs> yeah. I know you're not saying that cause you don't have an account with us at National. So Office. that happened to me too. And I just started rambling off and I said, uh, you're just paraphrasing, right? You're just kind of getting the gist of it and then writing it down. She goes, no, I'm, it's verbatim. I said, oh, I better tighten my wording up. So I I got off the phone and then I had a brainstorm and I said, uh, I asked a friend, is that free? I said, yeah, it's free. You can just do it. You don't have to be <laughs> deaf. You can just do it. Yeah. So I, uh, I prank called Kyle Benson. He was a real estate agent ah. then. And I was a deaf person looking to get a house. Uh, he goes, where do you want to live? And I said, I could live near the airport because I don't care about the noise. I said that uh, my job was taking care of colicky babies because... Oh, you're just playing up the... Playing up the deaf card. And I said, I don't want to live near... Playing up the deaf card. I, <laughs> I don't know how many times that's ever been... I it's, it's a bumpy card. <laughs> I I, uh, I said I didn't want to live near Ogden because uh, the gang members misinterpret my signing as gang signs. And he was still... He was still yeah, well, of course. There's no... There's no reason to suspect. Yeah, and then she, it was his lady. I was a, I was a perpetrating as a lady. And he goes, okay, can I get your email address? And I said, sure, it's a josephdegenero at hotmail.com. Uh, <laughs> so he says, okay, ma'am. And he hung up and immediately called me back. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny stuff. Uh, anniversary show next Friday. Um, if you haven't been to an anniversary show before, it's amazing fun time. Oh, they're huge. It's amazing fun time. Usually we get up, upwards of two, 225 to 250. If, if you've been to our Halloween shows, you know those are huge. Anniversary shows are bigger. Even bigger. We're giving out a bunch of little prizes. I think there's going to be some merchandise. Oh, yeah. I've been told new th- items for the stage. Yeah, possibly, new stage so. items. Maybe new theme music, right? They're even. Maybe. I don't, I'm I not sure. They, they put new theme music out before at the anniversary. Yeah, it's going to be so. four on four, probably, so there'll be even more action on stage. Yeah, and, and it's one of the best atmospheres that you can. At most spheres that you can be around. So much energy. It, oh, it's awesome. So you don't want to miss that Friday at the Terrace Plaza Playhouse. 10.30 p.m. is when the show starts. Uh, contrary to other, past years, we're not doing pre-sales. So you need to get there. Early yeah. or not. But Still uh, just five bucks. Only five bucks. So don't, don't miss that. Please don't miss that. And I'd like to share one of my favorite memories from an anniversary show. We had cupcakes. You know, celebrate anniversary show. We have cupcakes for the audience. This might have been the first anniversary. I don't think it was the first, but it was. It was 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 up there. 
And uh, they were backstage, and we forgot about them until the show ends. And it was, thanks for coming out to Off the Wall, everybody. And here comes Joe running out with the tray full of cupcakes. And he just yells, who wants cupcakes? And the crowd goes nuts. I want cupcakes. So Joe... You know, these cupcakes have probably about a pound of frosting yeah, on them. John Rock would have starts, <laughs> starts pitching them to the crowd. And I think Derek Hendricks was emceeing, and he was just, no. Yeah, to be it. fair, uh, the first person was in the, the very last row, and I winged it out and caught it right in the hand. Boom! Caught it. I said, oh, this is working out great. It was hilarious. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't work out after that, though. I was too deliriously happy to worry about the details. <laughs> All right, so don't miss the anniversary show. You might get a cupcake from Joe. Thrown at you. Really, who knows what's going to happen. Bring so, your ponchos. Bring your ponchos. Uh, we're going to go to break, fellas and ladies. We'll be right back. Hit stop there. <laughs> Hitting stop. Hello, Louis. Thank you for coming today. Wow. We've decided what we'd like to do with your community service. All right. Today we have little Eric with us. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Louie. Eric's blind. Oh, I almost yelled at him for looking me in the eye. That's 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 no problem, Louie. So today for your community service, you're going to hang out with him. I and I can do that. So uh, go ahead. And, he's going to. He's touching me. Yeah, he, he grabs your arm. Oh, all right. And that's how that's how you lead him around. Uh, uh, little Eric would prefer that you you don't grab him. Uh, let him place his arm around your arm, and that will let you know that you go. Uh, when I get grabbed, I think I'm being abducted. Yeah. Okay, I won't grab the kid. All right, Louie, appreciate that. Uh, after you're done, if you just have little Eric sign the paper, uh, saying that you guys hung out, I just need to know what activity you're going to do for today. Oh, I don't know. I thought we might uh, go get something to eat, go to a park, maybe get another something to eat. Um, hopefully there's there's a food stand at the park. Right, I'm sure there is. Little Eric, does that sound fun? That sounds great, thank you. All right, so we'll see you guys in a little while. All right. Ah, it's a beautiful day. Feels nice. Yeah, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that bird. Oh, look at that green tree. I can't see any of that. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. So what do you do for fun? Listen to music. Oh, yeah? I like to count things on my hand. Like Cheetos. I count them, and then I eat them. Cheetos are good. Oh, look over there. There's a mime. I can't look over there. A what? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, over there, there's a mime. Oh. Oh, wow. He's really good. What's he doing? Oh, uh, yeah, I just got a great idea. What's that? I'm going to narrate what the mime is doing. You know, I, I used to do voiceover work. Oh, yeah? This is perfect. All right, all right. <laughs> Mime is loading a gun. Oh, he just shot. He shot a bird. Wow. He shot a mime bird. Oh, he shot it again. No, he's cocking the gun. Aiming. Shooting. He shot. He's looking. This is exciting. Oh, he's satisfied. He holstered his rifle. Oh, he's pulling a rope. That's a long rope. He's pulling it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He's, he's struggling. Oh, there's got to be something heavy on the other end of that rope. Oh, he's getting closer. Oh. Oh, 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 he got, oh, yeah, oh, it's food. Oh, yeah, he's, he take a bite, he's chewing, 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 pulled out a napkin, oh, dabbing his lip, put napkin back away, took another bite. Oh, that's a big bite. Oh, no, 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 pick up the food again, pick up the food again. Oh, no, yeah, pick up the food again. Oh, yeah, he's taking a bite. Okay, no, he's got a lasso. 
Oh, he threw the lasso. Wow. He's got something. He's pulling it. Oh, 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 it got away. Oh, man. That mime's not very strong. He got away. He's wiping his hands. Uh, it looks like he's done. Okay. Did you like that? That was great. Uh, watching it was much better. Probably. Did you guys enjoy the mime show? Oh, now he's, he's over here. He's asking us if we enjoyed the mime show. I, I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and you said that you enjoyed the mime show. Would you guys like to give me a tip? He's asking for a tip. He said, would you guys like to give him a tip? Put something okay, in the hat. A dollar to oh, you. oh, he's pantomiming a hat. No. Here's a dollar. Oh, it, it almost missed his hand, but I think he noticed you were blind, so he reached out for it. Appreciate you guys watching. Uh, he appreciates us watching. He's waving. Right, see, see you guys. Hi. Hey, so see us. He waved. I'm leaving now. He's leaving now. Okay. Nice meeting you guys. Ah, oh, he says it's nice meeting us. It's nice to meet you too. Great job, Louie. Thank you. He's walking away. He's getting his Geo Metro. He's starting it. It's not starting. He's popping the hood. We could probably go now. Can we go? Why did you go blind? It was a tragic accident. I fell. On both of your eyes? Look, it's not important. I hurt my eyes. If you don't quit it on its own, you didn't do a good job. Oh, I did an awesome job. Look, the mime. He's got his car started. Oh, it died. <sighs> Can we just go back to the office? Just a minute, I have to make a stop. Hey, don't leave me! <laughs> Louie, where'd you go? <laughs> Louie? <laughs> Louie? Ah, right next to you. Oh, <laughs> don't do that, you scared me. Oh, I'm sorry. So, I'm not supposed to grab you, so you should probably hold out of my arm. Hey, yo. I have a piece of food in me. I can't get it out. Okay, mustache. Please go to the bathroom. I'll just uh go to the bathroom and check it out. Okay, thank you, yo. Oh, there is some food. Yeah, man, you see it? Yeah. It's okay, don't. Just wipe it out. Uh, we'll, we'll be on our way. Mustache, I have some bad news. Oh, what's that? The girl's not calling you today? Oh, she's coming. Oh, she is? But you're not going to see her. Why not? It's time for you to go. No, yo. I bought clippers today. No, you didn't, yo. Yeah. No, Here please. they are. No. Hey, listen, Joe. Hey, we have a good run. We did. I it's, know. It's no. time to go. Who says it's time? I'm getting the, I'm going to get the soul patch back. No, yo, please. It's so boring. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe it's you'll Asian. come back later, but you got to go now. You can't even like Asians, okay? They have no advice. No, don't trade me, Joe. Listen. It's got to be this way. No, I'll give you something. i give you something, Joe. No. Does that hurt? Yeah, it hurt really bad. Don't talk, it makes things harder. Joe, please. Oh, God. Joe. Stop it. This is painful. That was tougher than I expected, but finally he's gone. You're gone, right? Okay, good. Hey, Joe. Hey, Aiden. Can you use your bathroom? Yeah. Uh, there's a little mess, but don't worry about it. I'll clean that up late. Uh, hello? Is someone in here? Uh, hello? Hey, Aiden. Who hey, said that? It's me, Mustache. Look in the sink. Joe's Mustache? No, no, it's me. Just a Mustache now. I don't belong to you. You're cutting me off. Were you, were you talking to Joe? When? 
The whole time. Yeah. You were on his face. Oh, yeah, all the time. I give him advice. I even helping him land a plane. I heard about that. I know. He said it was him. I ain't that little jerk, man. That's why he's been acting so weird. I, I think that's why he cut me off. Hey, Aiden, put me on your face. What? I become Aiden's mustache. I I don't know. Come on, I give you advice with the ladies. Uh, I, oh, I you're know. married. Yeah, huh? I'm married. But oh, I don't know. Listen, listen to me. Just put oh. me in your face. Look, I don't know. How about how about I put you in my pocket? In the pocket? Yeah. I won't be able to talk in there. I only have 25 minutes before I have to bond with somebody for Sunday forever. Who made that rule? 25 minutes? Yeah, the guard of mustache. No? No, God of mustache. That's his name. That's what I pray to. Oh, oh, oh. He grants all my wishes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is everything okay? Hey, uh, tell him it's fine. It's yeah, fine. yeah, it's fine. Who are you talking to? Nobody. Just myself. Yeah. Mirror. Yeah, I, I do them practice for my improv. Uh, improv practice. Mirror exercises. You sure you're not talking to anyone? Yeah. Aiden, you're so good at this. Put me on. Please put me on. Look, I don't All know. Right. Eat. Uh, sorry, I hate to talk while I'm in the bathroom. I'm starting to drown in here, Aiden. Oh, Alright, let me scoop you up in my hand. Okay. Okay. We'll work it out. Let's go. You have to go home now. Can, can you be sideburns? Maybe. I never thought about that, but I'm willing to make the style change for you. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. We'll talk about it. Let's okay. 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 Come with me, mustache. Yeah! Hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, hanging on with us. We're back from the break. With me is Joe and Aiden. Yo. Hey. We're going to get into suggestion box and forum topics. The first is a question that uh, I'd like us to talk about for a minute. It says, what do the experienced players look for in a new and upcoming player? So this comes from somebody who comes to the class quite frequently. Uh, I believe uh, he played in uh, some of the featured player spots. And so what we're looking at now is answering this question about uh, what do we look for in them. And uh, Aiden, why don't you start us off by what 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 do you see when looking at new talent? What what makes you look in their direction? Uh, definitely their brown nosing ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to hear how good I am. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I really look for. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I like. I think confidence is is really good for me. Their confidence and how well they're able to support you in a scene. That's that's that basically just wraps up what I was gonna say. Confidence is is it all the way. If you have confidence, you can fake everything else because you have yeah. the confidence to 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 fake whatever it is you need to fake in a scene. So, if a person who's unafraid um, and confidence has a bunch of sub levels that I think you can look at, you know, body language while in a scene, uh, volume of voice, and and by volume I don't just mean yelling through the whole entire scene, but being able to to use your your volume to to hint at this and that. So uh, I, I agree with you on there. Confidence all the way, Aiden. Joe, what about you? I look at comfort, and I feel like confidence isn't completely the answer because there was a there was one kid a, a week or two ago where he was very confident on stage. In fact, he might have been overconfident. He walked everywhere, and he was he was fine, but he was a uh, he was breaking a lot of the improv rules, and hmm. maybe he just didn't know them, but. He was breaking them. Uh, so I look for comfort, and it seems like the good people have 
an innate sense of the rules where they know that agreeing is better than not agreeing yeah. and that the yes and is, is sort of ingrained in them where they want to be on stage. You have those people who don't say, uh, want it. They want to end scenes. You know, as soon as the scene starts, look, this isn't working out. Yeah. Yeah. People who do that too much. That's a, that's a symbol or that's a signal that they're not comfortable on stage because they're, they're constantly trying to end the relationship or yeah. end the agreement. This isn't working out. I need to talk to you about your job. You, you got to go. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they don't want to be on stage. When I go to the workshops a lot, I like to play around in the scenes with the people in the workshops. And when I'm in a scene with someone new, or sometimes I feel like they might get off a little easier if they're in a scene with someone who's experienced, um, that they're just going to take the reins. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the scene will be funny because of them. If I'm in a scene with someone, I really kind of like, I like to let them breathe. I try and show them that I trust them. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you're going to be funny. I'm going to let you do it. You think is going to happen in the scene and I'm going to try and support you. Well, see, that's why the rules of improv are so great is in that situation in just what you're doing. Yes. And doesn't only make the scene go faster or better, or it doesn't just make the scene work. It also instills into your scene partner confidence that yes, what you're saying is valid and works. And I would like to add something to that. So then you not only build a relationship, but you're showing your scene partner that what you're saying is truth. It, it, it works. It's, it's absolute uh, in this scene right now. So we need to build off of that. And like Joe was talking about, all too often I think you see the scene partners with each other in the classes try to end it so quick or try to overcome the obstacle because they're afraid to explore whatever it is that's in front of them because they might not see eye to eye on how to get over that obstacle. Yeah, and all of a sudden the line comes out of nowhere like, I'm dating your sister. Yeah, because, you know, one says, well, maybe we should jump the hurdle. And this is, well, maybe we should just knock the hurdle down. Uh, killed your mom. Sometimes that's a hard concept to get is, uh, make the problem bigger. Cause that's a, that's a really good rule of improv is don't solve the problem, yeah. make it bigger. And it's hard to do that without seeming like you're doing it on purpose or doing it to be mean or vindictive. Like, I have a problem with, uh, my, uh, my wife is sick. Yeah. And then you're like, good for you. I hurt her. Like that's, that's one way to make the problem bigger, but it's not the best. That also creates conflict though. And yeah. you want to, you don't want to completely stay away from conflict because uh, in conflict is comedy, but conflict shouldn't be your first choice in every scene. I don't think. Aiden brought up a good point about letting them breathe. We we had a really good exercise this practice where Josh said, well, the first thing someone says is what the scene is about. So the male is here. Well, okay, that's going to be what the scene is about, and that's going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. The first thing you say, and you don't really want to move beyond that because that's a we don't want to ignore what people say. Yeah. So that was the premise. You go there, two people in a scene, open scene, whatever the first person says is going to be what the scene is about. Well, that entire night when I was doing scenes, I, I said, I'm not going to start a scene. I'm not going to start a single scene tonight. I'm going to go there. I may, I may do an action, but it's going to be smaller. And I want to see what these people have. And I didn't play with any troop actors. I played with all people from practice. So I didn't play with any uh, made men. Oh, okay. I, I start a lot of scenes to begin with. That's I guess that's my style. I start scenes. I don't have any problem starting scenes. I, I know I do that a lot. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but that's a thing. 
and I think they could tell. So the They're scene all just would watching go, you. and they would look at me, and and then I, I guess I made it clear that I'm not saying anything. I just look at them, raise an eyebrow, and they would start it, and then I'd be supportive. I'd go into the support role. So I, I hope I taught them that you can start a scene, and I will, I'll be there for you. Talking doesn't have to be constant. I mean, you can, you can, you know, stock a shelf. You can build something. You know, it's okay to be silent in scenes sometimes. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that uh, before. the The most important thing is putting value to what you're saying. I, I like to think that that plays hand in hand with confidence because, just like in real life, if you're in a situation in which uh, me and like me and Aiden at a at a restaurant. And we're getting some food and we're having a conversation about what we think our favorite style of potato is. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna half-heartedly tell him what I think french fries are the best. I like raw. And see, he likes raw. <laughs> now, in, in a improv scene, all too often he'll say that he, see, he likes raw and then, and then I try to one-up him. Like, oh, you like a raw? Well, I like them with, with ranch on them. So, but in a real life situation, he would tell me he likes some raw. I I want to explore that. What do you mean raw potatoes? How are you gonna like raw potatoes? They're yeah. not even cooked. Don't they taste like a like a starch? And taste like starch. And we forget that in scenes because we think that we need to be funny. But there, right there, just that response is is in itself funny because of the the conversation we're having as a whole. It's real. Yeah, it's real. It's it's real. So. Always put value in what you're saying. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a funny line as much as it has as it can be to the conversation, valid to the conversation. You know, oh, my mom's dead. Well, yeah, I killed her. Yeah, you can go that way, and that's probably gonna get a laugh because you killed someone's mom. But an, another good one is, oh my gosh, w- when? That's real. That's or a re- or make an assumption, and that's what I notice yeah. a lot of in new players is there's a lot of question asking, mm-hmm. and you see. When someone's more comfortable, they make more assumptions. Yeah. And uh, I can remember seeing Derek Myler for the first time in class, and uh, immediately I, I said, "This kid needs to be on stage. He needs to be on stage right now." And my my uh, I was concerned not with his progression as an improv player, but just simply, you need to know all these games soon because you're going to be, <laughs> be playing all the games soon. Yeah. And I hate. Well, I guess I've seen it both ways because with Derek Myler, I knew immediately, but. Uh, like with Calvin, I, I didn't think he was ready right away. And there have been other people that I've been wrong about and I've seen develop. So I don't think you can tell immediately and you can change and everything. But sometimes you really can't tell immediately. And- you know, the, I, I feel kind of the same way. And in, in you can tell if you're going to be able to be an improv, a comedic improv actor. Because there's, there's different different styles of improv. And, and even regular theater has a lot of improv. And most of the movies that we watch nowadays are are mostly improv. I mean, you hear actors who who get a loose writing of the script. Yeah. Curb your enthusiasm is like that. You don't do any. You don't. You get the script day of. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's like uh, points. You yeah. You gotta get here, here, and here, and how we do it is up to you. Yeah, it's up to you. So, but as a comedic performer, there's a real thin line between going too funny or trying to hit that funny line in, in everything that you say. Yeah. And, and not hitting any funny lines. And the main key, I think we all, we all hit what, what it, what it takes to be a, a decent improv actor at off the wall, which is, uh, comfort, confidence, and, and the willingness to play with your scene partner. Yeah. And I think if you follow those three guidelines and stay away from funny, 
that's my advice to all you, all you people who are going to the class that are listening to us. Stay away from funny in your scenes. Stay away from it. Yeah, there was an improv book I was reading, and just paraphrasing it, it said in there, being impo- being funny is obviously important to comedy improv, but not at the expense of the scene. Yep. If if I watched a scene in class, if I watched every scene in class from here on out, just be a story that I believe that two people were a part of. To me, I'd appreciate that more than if you had two funny, real funny lines that made me spit boogers out of my nose. Because while you were performing, I forgot that we were in a backroom classroom sitting by a bunch of people. I'm, I'm watching two people bury a dog and, and be affected by the things that happen in the scene. Yeah, so. I, I agree with that. Calvin and I, two weeks ago, we said, well, why don't we just be in a scene? We're going to be in a scene, this next scene, and we're not going to, we're not going to play for any laughs. We're just going to play in, play a regular scene and we were like fishing and he made a he had cancer and i was trying to be a godfather to his children hmm. and it got me have got like a laugh or two but it was mostly just serious yeah and it felt really good yeah yeah and that that'll give you the confidence in later scenes that you can just be involved with your scene partner and where the scene is going as opposed to trying to make someone yeah laugh. that's where you can go say if you didn't get a laugh or you're you're hoping that something happened and it was funny and it wasn't funny and you're struggling for what to do. Mm-hmm. Instead of going with uh, a gag or killing your partner or, or yelling at the audience, you can you can go, oh, okay, here's here's where I need to focus on my scene work. I'll yep. get some good pantomime going or yep. I'll, I'll uh, establish the relationship. Yeah, the the one of the best things that Aiden, you ever taught me to do in a scene, and I, I really try to mimic that when I'm in a real scene, not a gaggy scene, you know, like we play Three Ways to Die. Yeah. It's real hard to stay involved in the scene and work in the gag. Lie detector's the same way. There's a bunch that the gag ultimately overrules everything that we can do in the scene, but in regular scene work, support the other actor in their feelings and emotions if you have nothing. Yeah. If you don't have a funny line or you don't have a feeling or an emotion yet in the character because the scene's either too early or you just haven't established it yet, the best thing you can do is play into the other person's emotions. Like, ah, this happened today at work. It was terrible. Uh, okay, I got nothing funny to say. I, I, I don't really know what to talk about me. Well, what happened? What was so terrible? Yeah, there's something going on in the scene. And if it's not about you, that's fine. If it's yeah. not about you, it can be about something else. I try to... If there's three people in a scene, at some point, and I know the focus isn't on me, go off. Go off and do something. Yeah. Go explore the scenery. Find some way to add that way. We're playing We're playing emotional boundaries. One time, in the, there was a, a spot that was uh, like not motivated or dejected or really sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, de- was it depressed? I think so. Depressed, and then the one right by it was jubilant or something really happy. I don't even know what that means. Jubilant. Uh, well, I think it means very happy. I don't want to. Is it a word off of jubilee? Is jubilee a, a regular word, or is that a name? Uh, she was an X Men. Glitter yeah, jubilee. Right? Shot glitter <laughs> on her fingertips. Well, you well, can't be in a state of jubilee. Because uh, <laughs> if you're jubilant, doesn't that come from a base feeling? It could be jubilee. Well, I don't even know. I the, just made up another word. I, there was the three people, and then the two two of my scene partners were in like two boxes over doing something on their own time, and I'm like, well, I'm not really in their conversation. What can I do? So I was bounced in, the ball, didn't you? Yeah, I was in that scene where I bounced I the ball, and it was bouncing. And then I went over to the depressed side, and the ball stopped bouncing. <laughs> and then I went back over to the other one, and it started bouncing again. And I was Very still funny. in the scene. Very funny. I was a 
I was sharing focus because you didn't have to listen to me. You could yep. just kind of look and see what I was going. You could still see the scene. And I was comfortable. Yep. And I was confident. And that's why that scene went well. Just uh, just do that stuff. I think you'll be fine if you follow them simple rules. Uh, it's never, ever a bad decision to play with your scene partner. But it can be a bad decision to, to reach for the funny. It can be a, a bad decision. Yeah. And we've all done that. I mean, I, I probably did it three or four times last night. Get a little stuck. And the easiest decision is try to say something funny. That's the easiest choice you can make on stage. Yeah. But it's it's way harder to involve yourself in the scene and, and Yeah, and, and when you force the funny versus it coming out of a relationship dynamic or some sort of interaction, it, it's not as good. No, it's not as good at all. Aiden, you have some more stuff off the forum. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, uh who you know who you were who put that question in. We appreciate it greatly. That, Thank you. Uh, that gave us some theory to talk of. Also shows that uh, there's actors out there that that do aspire to to get better. And uh, self-recognition of where you are is, is often a real, real hard thing to have. Um, to be able to say, I'm in that limbo of of an improv actor. That's real hard to Yeah, to a lot say of times you'll under or overvalue your yeah. your stock. And to get it just right. Yeah, like, I'm not on stage yet. Why not? I'm so funny. Or I'm not even ready for stage. I, I still need years of classes. Yeah, or why do they keep asking me to play? Yeah, you can be in the middle. You can be in the middle. So thank you for that question. Aiden, why don't you read us the next one? Next question. Um, they ask, have there been instances in life for you all where improv skills transferred to real-life contexts? Uh, so he says he's going into a field where he has to make up a lot of things as he goes and listen and react to what, their, what his clients will say. Uh, things like stage presence, yes and, and getting out of my own head have directly influenced me in some clinical situations. So, anything similar? Using improv in real life? Yeah. Oh, all the time. Well, yeah, life is improv. Yeah, life is improv. Uh, when I used to teach, that was one of the big things that I, I stressed all the time to the class was uh, every day you do improv. The difference of the improv you're doing here and the improv you're doing out there, you're not afraid out there because it's life. It's what you have to do. You go to McDonald's, they didn't put onions on your on your hamburger and that's what you wanted. It's improv time. You ordered a hamburger with onions. Yeah. It didn't come with onions. Now it's your time to walk up there and ask why you didn't get the onions. Yeah. You have choices to make. You can go funny. You can go serious. You can go sad. You have all the choices in the world. You get up there and, and you ask for your hamburger with your onions on it. And just like in improv, in real life, you probably shouldn't kill someone. Never. Or pull a gun. Or pull a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can pull a gun in improv. Well, I love to pull a gun in improv. Yeah, that's, it's, <laughs> it, what's funny is it means business, but we all know not like, like I was talking about earlier, like, what's your other option if I pull a gun on you? You're gonna pull a gun on me? Alright, then we're just gonna stand there till what? Till one of them shoot? Aiden pulled a gun <laughs> on me in a practice scene this weekend. We were playing a, this, game called Soap Opera. It's kind of a long-form game where the setup is... Did we talk about this? Yeah, we talked about it. Okay, so we played Soap Opera, and I was a store owner with a bad ticker, and he was the son who I gave the shop to because my heart was failing. Oh, okay. Pawn shop. Yeah, pawn, pawn shop. So it was, a, it was the next time, and, and I said, uh, Hey, son, I think my... I think my heart's finally getting better, actually. I get the store back. And he was cleaning this gun. He goes, Look how clean I got this gun! <laughs> Shot me right in the heart. That's funny. And that was uh, that was the length of our scene. Also, in real life, you should you should never really uh, 
not, uh, let me rephrase that. In real life, you should listen to what other people are feeling. Uh, if you don't, you're going to end up with no friends. You know, if Joe comes to me and says, Hey, I'm real sad. I had a terrible day. And I say, well, let me tell you about a day. Yeah. Just like an improv, everything someone says is a gift. Is a gift. And you take that, you use it. Uh, but to be more specific, I think, uh, I work a moving job right now. I move and, uh, it's improv all day. I mean, all day I, I work with a customer. I'm moving stuff in and out of a house. They called me because they don't want door casings hit and they don't want furniture messed up. So on one side of things, I got to make them reassured that we're going to do that. At the same time, I want to keep it light enough so that it's not just strictly business. Okay. Like, excuse me, ma'am, get out of the way. Ma'am, you're in the way. Ma'am, you are in the way. It feels better to be courteous with them, talk with them, laugh with them, joke with them. And at the end, I got to ask them to pay a bill, possibly put a tip on it. So possibly, I, probably, hopefully I got to keep all that in mind and, and, and keep everything loose and nice. And, uh, so improv happens every day. I, I have one instance where it, specifically I had to, I had to use improv. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Be careful about this. There was a lady in the cube next to me and she was talking about her eyes were being bad. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, yeah, I think I'm going blind. And I go, yeah, I'm going blind, but for a different reason. Uh, <laughs> and and she's like, uh, what's that? She goes, yeah, she goes, what's that? She goes, what's that? Because she didn't quite hear me. And I go, and I had a flash like, how could I explain why I'm going blind? <laughs> oh, I can never explain why that. And I said, uh, uh, it's to every age, there's a season. And she goes, okay. And I go, oh, woo. <laughs> she bought it. She yeah. bought it. I had to think of a rhyming sentence immediately <laughs> or else I could, you know, get charged with sexual harassment. Yeah. And I said, oh, thank you, improv. You know, I've noticed the improv in real life works the best for us improvers when we're asked to head something up that requires talking. Yeah. You know, I'm in real life, I'm never afraid if you want to have a meeting, let's have a meeting. I'll be able to wing some problems up real quick. You know, like at work, they say, we're having a meeting next Tuesday. Make sure you have all your questions for the boss. I don't write any questions. Yeah. Bosses love the yes and. Oh, they love yes and. You know, the boss says, we need to start cleaning the trucks out. Uh, yeah, Steve. Yeah, we do. And the outside. And we should we wash should the outside. We should make a sequel to Yes Man. It'd be Yes and Man. <laughs> yes and Man. <laughs> Just say yes. Yes and furthermore, yes more. <laughs> 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 yeah, get the guy who played uh, Jim Carrey uh, in Dumb and Dumber, because he looks like Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. Yeah. Get him to play it. Uh-huh. We have, a, we have one more question. Do you want to you do that now, or do you want to take a break? And uh, I, I, don't, I don't even think we can get to it. Do we, can we? Do we have time? I don't know. I don't uh, think we have time. No? We've, we've plumb run out of time. Okay. What does that even mean when you say that? Uh, plums have no time. They have yeah. no concept. Of Terrible concept. concept. No, no, no. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to make a plum turn into a prune. It took did. forever. Yeah. No. Forever? He yeah. said it'll be right on it. Nothing. <laughs> but when you say we're plum out of time, that that does, it doesn't show any correlation to the plum is out of time. It's saying we're plum out of time. Can you be plum out of toilet paper? No. Toilet. Just, you, can plum, be out, you can plum, be out of plum. Plums don't need to wipe. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can be out of plum toilet paper. No, but I'm like, out at my house right now. That's is, messy. Is it, a, is, it a, is it a measurement is what I'm asking? Like of time? Is it only required? Like a, to t- like a parsec. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like there's seconds, minutes, hours, and plums, and I'm plum out of time. Or does plum... Because I want to start using plum in everything. If I, if you I can. can. Like People just think you're making up words again. Can I bum a smoke? I'm plum out of smokes. Even you could say that. I think parsecs a, a measure of distance. Parsecs? <laughs> yeah. So like, how far away is the couch? Four or five parsecs. Yeah. Well, I think I think it it's more astronomical. Oh, it's it's like yeah. how far is Earth from planet Jubi in the Jubilee? <laughs> in the, in the <laughs> well, well, then they would use astronomical units. Like what? Well, like one astronomical unit is the distance from the Earth to the Sun. But I thought parsec was astronomical. That's very egocentric of us to name that an astronomical yeah. unit. You think people, aliens and other races, like, oh, that's your astronomical unit, huh? Selfish. Do aliens say plum out of time? <laughs> they use the metric system, too. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we appreciate you staying with us. Uh, this is episode nine, right? Yeah, episode nine in the books. Nine in the books. Hayden, thanks for coming out. Thank you. Talking with us. Uh, you've been here a long time today. Yeah. Longer than they, they will know. That's okay. I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, all right. He says. All right, uh, Joe. No, Aiden, you send us away. All right. Pack your bags. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending these guys away. Uh, right. Until next time. See you later. See you guys. Bye. Say that again. It's messed up. <laughs> Put something okay, in the hat. I have a dollar to oh, oh, he's pantomiming a hat. No. Here's a dollar. Oh, he almost missed his hand, but he, I think he noticed you were blind. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> This week's segment is going to be on delivery. That is the topic we've chosen for uh, for this segment is for uh, delivery. And this is an example of bad delivery. <laughs> what are you doing right now? Yeah, what I'm doing right now, bad delivery. Delivery is important in improv and in a podcast. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. All right, am I throwing you off with the text then? Uh, Sure. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> so you take, no, you don't take it if it's not true. <laughs> Just because I offer you a reason why. He's pulling a rope. What's on the end of that rope? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Look over there. there. There's a mime. I can't look over there. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, over there, there's a mime. <laughs> You gotta say that again. <laughs> Look over there, there's a mime. Can you see it? Over there, there's a mime. <laughs>